Good. Hi. How are you? Okay. Three people are good. All right. As soon as I heard some phone thing go off, I immediately turned off my, my phone. I put it on mute. I did everything I could to... Um, well, it's a, a blessing to be able to share with you a few things that God has put on my heart. Um, I just got back from Bolivia and Peru this week, uh, and so I knew that the Lord... I waited until I got back to put together this message for you, believing that God would give me something uh, during this trip. Uh, first of all, though, I want to thank the intercession, intercession team for uh, praying for me and for Teresa for us while I was on this trip. Um, you know, and also just the support of your support for Cuba Partnership. We are part of a group of churches that has set our sights and our, and our focus, our strategy to reach uh, Cuba with the gospel. And we've already, uh, as many of you know, started. We have our first vineyard in uh, La Viña in Cuba. And so our goal is to continue to help them to develop a church planting movement there in Cuba. And so with your help, that makes it possible for us to do that. Uh, you know, no matter where, uh, what location on earth uh, that you name, Bolivia, Peru, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Russia, Lebanon, um, it can be summed up in this equation, the, the, the God's mission to these places. Um, and that's this, that God's mission is about God's love, and this love is planted in, in people's hearts, in God's people's hearts, who are to be the messengers of this love wherever they go. And so I, I, I guess if you hear anything about this message, it's this, that God loves you. God loves you with a passion uh, in a way that I, I think you're just beginning to understand the depth of God's love for you. Uh, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to just have a prayer uh, for us regarding this theme of God's love. And so just bow with me and, and let's just seek the Lord. Oh God, would you open the hearts and minds of everyone here so that we would better understand and receive the depths of your love for us. Remove any veil over the eyes of those who cannot see the many ways you are or have been trying to show your love for them. Cause this revelation of your love for us to transform our lives. May your love break through the hard and guarded hearts of those who cannot receive your love. In Jesus' name, amen. So my task today uh, was to speak about Cuba and mission in general. And I'll, I'm going to frame my talk around the idea that God's mission is God's love expressed through God's people. So while I'm going to talk about uh, mission out there, but there's also mission here. I think of Medulla, Lakeland, uh, Tampa area, this, wherever it is that you are, that's where God's love is to be expressed. Um, I'm going to show, uh, well, an aspect of this love is that sometimes you feel upside down. I'm going to show, start out with a picture. 
that I took while I was in Cuba. And I, I'm going to take a moment for you to look at it and see, and see what it shows you. So if we could have our picture. What do you see? Okay. <laughs> I want to say that when I first saw this picture in, uh, in Cuba, uh, I thought, this is how pastors feel when they do ministry. You know, God has called us to reach people to, you know, he told a group of fishermen that to come follow me, I'm going to make you fishers or fishermen of people, Right? And so, uh, but the way that that's done, sometimes it feels like you're upside down. And, um, and so that's why I, I showed this picture. The kingdom of God and the ways of God are not like the ways of this world. When Jesus told his people that they were to be fishermen of, of people, um, he was, I think he was calling them to be creative, to be fearless, to be determined, and by the world standards, perhaps be a little crazy. And so in this picture, you have this guy whose mission it was to catch fish. But the way that he did it um, is upside down. It's different than what you normally do. I'm not a fisherman. Uh, one of the pastors in Cuba is a fisherman. Um, but uh, the normal way is, you see that guy on top? He's got uh, a fishing pole, right? That's normally the way you fish. Is that correct? <laughs> so maybe they tried it that way, and it just didn't work. And so they decided, we need to be more creative. We need to do something different. And, um, but you also notice that um, this guy needed help to get that done. And that's the thing about partnerships. When we talk about partnerships, it's, it's several coming together to fulfill God's mission, right? And that's to express God's love in this world. Um, and sometimes when you, when you do things for God, uh, you might feel that you're upside down. Uh, you might feel like, well, that's not the way the world does it, or, uh, but you just... It just feels different, and then maybe it has to be different. Uh, sometimes, I've met many pastors over the years, and um, I always cringe a little bit when churches are run like corporations. Uh, there's some good ideas you can learn about the way that corporations are run, but ultimately the church is an organic group of, it's a group of people that's filled with the Spirit. And it's called upon to live uh, sometimes upside down and do things upside down. It doesn't mean we, we can't learn from the world around us. But I just know that uh, even the way that Jesus did ministry seemed upside down to the contemporary religious establishment of the times. And that may be something that to show God's love may be calling you to do things that may, might make you feel 
like you're upside down. Uh, another aspect of God's love is that it involves sacrifice. Jesus Christ, he left his throne and uh, throne in heaven, and his prerogative, as the Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2, uh, to not use his divine prerogative of power here on earth. He came to this earth through a small birth canal. Imagine it. He came through a small birth canal and was born through pain and struggle, both his and his mother Mary's. And, and, and no wonder babies cry when they're born. Man, it's a painful experience. Uh, I was privy to be there. Um, I'm not telling mothers something they don't know. Um, but, uh, but I know that the birth process is painful. And Jesus opted, think about this, the king of the universe, the creator of all, opted to come to this world and be born through this very painful process. And then not only that, but no sooner was he born that, that the word got out that this family was being pursued by King Herod's men. And so what did they have to do? They, were, they had to leave Bethlehem and they had to go as refugees to Egypt for two years to escape the, the threatened violence that was going to be done against that family. So the Jesus that you, I said this some, some time ago, but just to remind you, the Jesus that you worship was a refugee, was one that had to flee his native country and go to another place. Eventually, after a couple years, when things died down a little bit, uh, it helped that King Herod died, so things died down a little bit, so he came back and they moved to Nazareth. Um, but the idea here is that Jesus had to sacrifice a lot from the beginning. Why? To show you how much he loves you. I mean, think about that. The depth of the love that God showed for you is through some of these activities. I met an American missionary who's been living in Bolivia for about 13 years. And um, uh, she, she told us something that was really, uh, I thought, like, wow. Uh, the reality, I don't know how many of you know, but the politically Bolivia has, is being governed by a uh, socialist president. In fact, the vice president calls himself an out-and-out communist. And so um, they have, uh, they've already kicked out the DEA um, drug Enforcement Agency from Bolivia, and she thinks that the way things are going, they're headed towards the same kind of policies that Venezuela adopted, and so she's thinking they may just make a rule to kick out all American missionaries from Bolivia. And so what she decided to do is she's applying for Bolivian citizenship so that in her mind, the day that comes about, where, America, where uh, missionaries, like foreign missionaries are kicked out of the country, especially Americans, they won't touch her because she will be a Bolivian citizen. Now, the way I look at that is that what a sacrifice. This woman is willing to lose her American citizenship 
so that she could share the love of Christ with the people of Bolivia. That's, that's love and that's sacrifice. Um, in, in Cuba, Pastor Camilo sat me down one day and told me, you know, I talked to my wife and we agreed that for the sake of sharing the gospel with people that I, I'll, I'll be willing to go to jail if that's what it means. And his wife said, okay, I'll, I'll support you in that. And so they continued to pastor there openly, even though they pastor a church that's not a recognized legal church there in Cuba. And so people are making decisions to what kind of sacrifice are they willing to do. Because you see, love, if we really love Sacrifice is part of that equation of loving. Um, and so when you get a fuller understanding of God's love, you'll understand the sacrifice that it took for Jesus and even maybe others that they did just to present to you, to share with you, and demonstrate to you the love of God for you. A third aspect of God's love is that it can make you uncomfortable. In Luke 9.58, the Lord Jesus said that the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, he couldn't even go to the local inns when he went to different towns because people were after him. They wanted something from him. The authorities wanted to kill him. People wanted him to heal them, um, make miracles, do miracles, make, um, you know, food. Uh, and so the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. In Mark 8.31, Jesus began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things, be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of the religious law. He would be killed, but three days later he would rise from the dead. Boy, talk about discomfort. Wow. And he did it willingly. In fact, at one point Jesus said, no one takes my life. I give it. I choose to give it. And so, um, your Jesus went through a lot of discomfort to show you his love for you. In this trip, I was in great discomfort uh, most of the trip. Um, Andy talked about CPAP machine. I use a CPAP machine. And unfortunately, the, um, the electricity in Bolivia is 220. We have 110. So I bought a transformer, I put it on there, then I hooked up my machine, and the CPAP would work for 15 seconds, then it would turn off for 10 seconds, work for 15 seconds, turn off 15 seconds. If you've ever used a CPAP machine, you know that if there's no air coming through that, that hose, you're suffocating. And so there's no way that I could sleep, so I took it off. And then my poor friend, Rich, he suffered through the night too. Until finally, sometime in the night, he got up and went to the living room and just slept on the couch in the living room. So that's how we dealt for two days uh, where I could barely sleep. The third day, fortunately, an architect um, uh, looked at it and, and realized that the CPAP machine cord has its own transformer. So if you ever are going to travel and use a CPAP machine and you're going to a country... With 220, you already have a little transformer. Uh, just a little tidbit information there. 
for those of you that may be traveling. Um, so when I, um, when I got to uh, Bolivia, um, we, I, I took the, the red eye, so I, that, which means I hardly slept that day or that night. I don't sleep well on airplanes. Some people can do it. I just can't. I get there. I spend the whole day into the night, and I start feeling this really incredible pain in my foot. Uh, you talked about a pain in your foot. I did. If you would have said something last week, Andy, I would have, you know, would have gone prayer, but I'm messing with you. Uh, and what had happened is that the um, next to my uh, middle uh, toe uh, on my right foot, the, uh, the nail was a little bit too long, and it cut my, as I was walking, and we walked a lot, as I was walking, it just cut into my toe. And by the time I took off my shoe, my sock, I was bleeding, and it was just, it was hard. It was a hard, uh, hard trip. We eventually went to Peru, and there in Peru, we went to actually deal with uh, the problems that a pastor who wanted power, manipulated to get power, lied to get power, had established his own like little kingdom uh, there, and, and then just to sit for hours and hours listening to pastors share how hurt they were and the different examples of the way things had happened over the years. Um, so it was very uncomfortable, but at the same time, that's what it means to love on people, to put yourself in uncomfortable positions. And my discomfort was real little compared to what other brothers and sisters, the discomfort that they have to go through. Um, but we were there, and we, we loved on them, and they told us, we are so glad that you listened to us. You know how when you finally get to talk to somebody and they're actually listening to you and how good you feel that, wow, you just, you listened to my situation. Thank you so much. So today, uh, brothers and sisters, I call you to experience God's love in a greater way. I call you um, to be put upside down by or because of God's love, to walk in the ways of the kingdom of God and not just in the kingdom of this world. You know how the kingdom of this world works, but I'm calling you to walk upside down if you have to, if it's called upon to express the love of God. I call you to sacrifice. Instead of hoarding and collecting, to give generously, lavishly, sacrificially, Maybe the thing you hold the most dear to you in order to share God's love, not just with your family and friends, but with strangers and the last and the least of this world. I'm going to show you another uh, picture. This, this uh, brother, uh, turns out that he met me years ago. I didn't even remember him, but uh, uh, his name is Paul, his wife, Christine, uh, to his left. When they went to Bolivia to minister, they, uh, their daughter was, I don't know, maybe four years old, three years old, something like that. While they were there, they had two other children, the boy to her right and then the girl in front of her. So they have three biological children. And then when they began to see that there were children with special needs all over the place and, and the social services were not really caring for them, 
So they began adopting children one after another. And now they, they've adopted nine children. So this was a family of 12. Okay? And this is what I call extreme love. Um, and uh, so we had, um, we had lunch with the family. And uh, not only did they adopt nine children, but behind their house, they built a house. Uh, it's actually like an L-shaped building where they have uh, gathered special needs children from the city, Santa Cruz, and they're ministering to special needs kids. Uh, and it, 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 uh, if you've ever worked in an environment like this, it, it's really tough. It's really tough. But yet there's a need, a great need. And so that's what these folks have done um, uh, to show that love. And so I, call, uh, I also call on you to be uncomfortable. To go without the comforts of life when it is best for the kingdom of God. To go beyond your limits. To be free of materialism and do the hard things of the kingdom of God. To proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ even if you don't like talking to people as a rule. To lose sleep because the mission to love must go forward. What I like to do as I, I close my time is to pray for those who want to receive God's love in a deeper way. In other words, you're going to say, I want to go deeper in the ways of love, in, in either receiving God's love but, and then being that, that person that expresses the love of God. And so if you would like for me to pray for you, I'd like for you to stand where you are. Father in heaven, um, of these that have stood up and said that they, that if, if, if it needs, if your love um, demands it, so to speak, that they're willing to be put upside down. Uh, they're willing to be creative. They're willing to be determined. They're willing to love in extreme ways. And they're, they're, they're also um, willing to sacrifice. And so, Lord, I pray for the grace of God upon their lives, that as they learn more and more about your love, that you would also give us the grace to love in these new ways. I also pray for just the even as they're saying, I'm willing to be uncomfortable to love. And so, Lord... Uh, would you give us that grace, O oh Lord? And to be able to, to be uncomfortable without, like, complaining about it or without, uh, I mean, we could share something with somebody, but w without throwing it up in your face, like, oh, how, look how great things I'm doing for you, God. No, but rather, wow, I'm just, in a little way, I'm just expressing the love of God. Because we know that ultimately, who can pass up what Jesus has done for us? to leave his throne and to be among us and be born the way we are and, 
and deal with life as it is and be rejected by people and even his own family for a season. So God, in the name of Jesus, I bless these who have stood up that they would go deeper in love and that they would even sense your love for them in, in exponential ways today. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I just want to do this real quick. Is this, I want to read this to you, the verse that we've chosen, this uh, mission's emphasis. And, and Jesus said uh, to his disciples, and he said this, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I, will, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And I just want to piggyback on what Ray was saying there is this. As we go out, we're on mission. As we leave these doors today, we're on mission. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, that it's not if God is calling you. God is calling you to go. And so when we talk about LV Go, we're on mission. We're on mission when we're here. When we leave those doors, we're on mission. And so I want to ask you this, and I'm asking myself, is who are we inviting into a relationship? Who are we telling about Jesus Christ this week? Because it's not if he's going to ask you. He is commanded, the great commission. He has commissioned you. And the cool part is, here's the, here's the deal. It's not about you. It is about what Christ does in and through you, about what Christ is doing. Yes. And he's already interacting with people that we're going to interact with. All right, so I just encourage you this week, I'm saying that for myself too, who am I going to talk to about Jesus Christ this week? All right, and I just encourage you, go, be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, go and do the things that Jesus is calling you to do. Have a great week.